0: Take your Bibles, turn to Psalm 27, Psalm 27, I just have uh, two verses for you just to share with you, I think it'll be a great encouragement, and I'll tell you, we could not have had a better time to have a youth summit, except for uh, Dr. Burt's health, I guess, than this weekend. Man, me coming off of being with you all for the last 12 days, I am so pumped for the Youth Summit this weekend. I wanna recruit your next year's roommates. I wanna recruit your collegiate members. I wanna recruit possibly your spouse this weekend. Did you ever think about that? I may be, we may be this weekend talking to young people that may end up being your spouse. So that would be a good thing to be praying for this weekend, if I were you. But I am. I'm so excited. Uh, college students, I cannot tell you what you have all done for me. Every I, I call Marilee twice a day, and I just tell her <laughs> about a day or so ago, she said, don't tell me it's been the greatest day you've been there. Because <laughs> I say that every day. You know, I said, oh, Merly, this has been the greatest day. And she said, don't tell me, Jim, it's been the greatest day. I said, you know what? Honestly, merely, this was like the greatest day. She said, you've said that every day that you've been there. And uh, we do love it here. We praise the Lord. And you know what? I'm telling you guys something. A lot of that is because of the leadership here. I thank the Lord for the pastor and I thank the Lord for the administration of this college and for the faculty of this college. Guys, you are so blessed. I'm just telling you, you you have people in your life that so badly want to mentor you, encourage you and help you. And uh, I just uh, really am thankful. By the way, I want to thank the Lord for the BLEMS. They are an answer to prayer and I I praise the Lord. They, you know, I, I had that job, so I know that's not always the funnest thing. And just encourage, uh, the BLEMS whenever you can. Uh, they really have your heart and interest in, in what they're trying to do. I do have two just really good verses for you today. Uh, we're gonna deal with an area that maybe is the most difficult area in my life because of my personality or whatever, but maybe it's true for all of us i struggle with waiting i don't know about you but i just struggle with waiting i think you guys have a little less than 50 days to go uh before graduation and it's hard to wait but it is very important that the next and i don't know what it is some senior how many days before graduation 40 how many 46 46 46. just happen to know that all right amen uh so there's 46 days But I will tell you, there are 46 days. Look at the person next to you and say, there are 46 days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's, hey, hey, hey. There's not seven days. There's not one day. There's not 100 days. Look at them and say, there's how many days? So you know what? You need to finish well. And you need to utilize the 46 days that you have. And uh, for God's glory, you need to really make sure that everybody, seniors and everyone, you have how many days? You got 46. You make them count for the Lord. But for many of you, I just feel like I'm really waiting. I'm just really waiting for this or that or the summer or whatever. So let me give you two verses. I pray it'll be a great encouragement. And I want to talk to you a little bit about a very difficult area of my life. I struggle with waiting. But my greatest passage on waiting and not giving up, I find in Psalm 27, verse 13 and 14. Let's just stand for the reading of God's word. These are two two great verses. Let me go ahead and read them, and then I just want to hear all of you read them out loud. So I'll read them both first, and then we're going to read them all together. Psalm 27, verse 13 and 14. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Say it with me as you mean it. Let's say it together. Psalm 27, verse 13 and 14. Everyone together. I have Father, may we understand today why we should wait, and may we understand how we should wait today. And I pray it'll be a real blessing, a real encouragement uh, to all the students to finish well. Father, they're going to need the chapel message tomorrow and and next week, but I do pray that this one would be tucked away and that, Lord, that we would not faint believing that we're going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, Father, you have so many great plans. For these college students, you have an expected end. Lord, you think shalom thoughts. You have peaceful, prosperous, successful thoughts for every person in this room. Lord, they can't give up. They can't quit they got to learn how to wait on you and renew their strength like eagles and take off as eagles' wings, Lord. They've got to learn how to wait on you. Lord, I think the, one of the hardest things I have experienced in over 50 years of knowing you and your Son and the Spirit has been waiting on you. And it's been difficult. And yet, Father, as I look back over my life, I think the greatest things I've ever learned about you was when I waited on you. And Lord, I pray today that these college students will take those waiting periods and use those as times that they come to know you better than they've ever known you. So Lord, when we leave this chapel, may we be excited about waiting, which a lot of times I am not. But Lord, we're not gonna faint because we believe in our heart that the goodness, we're gonna see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Whether that's ministry, whether that's gonna be marriage down the road, whether that's gonna be just living for you, that Father, these may be some tough times. I come and go, I'm in and out, and I thought these were the greatest 12 days. But Lord, these students are here all the time. And Lord, some of them are really struggling, but may they believe that they're going to see the goodness of you in the land of the living. And so that they can't quit, they got to wait on you. I pray these two verses will go into our hearts. Thank you for this place. Lord, I do think of Brother Ordenthal this morning, Dr. Allen this morning. Um, I do think of them. God, I thank you for a student body that prays, that loves each other. Father, I thank you so much. For the love, the spirit, the direction, the vision of West Coast Baptist College. Continue to be with the administration and the pastor here and the faculty and the student body. I ask this in the only name that can make it happen. I ask this in the name of our risen Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. You may be seated. I've entitled the message, Winning is waiting. Winning is waiting. So I have two questions today, and they're very simple. Why you should wait? And number two, how do you wait? And very quickly, why you should wait. I just put down two reasons why you should wait. Number one, you appreciate it more. I have found that anything that I've ever had to wait for, I appreciated when I got it. And and college students don't lose that that trip that journey Um, so often it happened this time students tell me I'm going to be able to graduate early this that and the other I never get excited about that I never do you never go to college again this is it And I just feel like sometimes we're pushing things, and because of that, you're trying to work, you got 22 credits, you got this going, you got this going, and you're not getting what God called you to get. I'm just being honest. I think so, well, it's finances, it's this, I wanna get out in the ministry. No, no, number one, you're in ministry right now. Number two, all the preparation is so important. I can remember teaching classes here of guys that worked all night long And they're working 40, 50 hours. And they got to stand up in my class in the back to stay awake, which didn't work either. I remember some of the guys, they're sleeping up against the wall trying to stand. And I'm thinking, what are we doing? You're you're sacrificing so much to pay your bill, 50 hours, this, that, and other, to graduate early or to do this. And I'm going like, you guys are missing so much. Let me tell you something. You wait on the Lord. You take every step. And every one of those steps are important. Uh, Drew was a uh, uh, dorm assistant dorm suit, his sophomore year, and then all the way through he was a, a, a dorm soup. And when we moved here, it was his senior year. And boy, the big talk be, uh, that I got all the time and, and, and that Drew got all the time was, is Drew gonna live with you at home? And and I go, like, no. Drew's not coming home his senior year. It's dorm life. That's where you got to be. You got to experience that. But I hadn't talked to Drew. And uh, I said, hey, Drew, let me ask you something. Are are you planning? Are you thinking? I mean, I know it's not going to happen. But are you thinking that you're going to come home that senior year? He said, no, Dad. I'm going to be the dorm soup at Gibbs. And I'm looking forward to that. I want to be in the dorms with the guys. And I I was really thankful for that. (laughs) Because there's just something about being in the dorm. All of this is a journey. And you say, well, I can't wait. I got to get going. We got to get going in the ministry. We got to do this. We got to do this. No, you wait on the Lord. Because when you wait, you appreciate what, what God has done and what you've accomplished so much more. Anything that I have ever had to wait for has meant so much more to me. I've stewarded it better when I got it because I had to wait for it. I've loved it more because I had to wait for it I've appreciated it and was grateful for it listen you wait on things in life and the reason why one of the reasons why you wait on it is because you appreciate it when it arrives so much more but that's not the big one why does God have us wait brother Shetler and I want to tell you right now it's the key to your relationship with God so There are, okay, so some people say there are 20 different words for wait. There really is not in the the Torah, in the Old Testament. There's really only three. And they're very interesting. One has the idea to wait, to guard, to protect. So uh, there's a really good verse, I think it's uh, Psalm 104, somewhere in there, where it says, you're waiting for God, you're defending and protecting that which has been given to you. So you're in a place, but you're doing something. Then another word for wait has the idea of kind of be still and know that I am God. You're not doing anything, you're totally ceaseless, you're, you're not moving, you're just waiting. But this word here is a very interesting word. As long as I live, I will never forget the first time I looked it up. Um, I was doing a series on Psalms, and I came to this, and I looked up the word weight. And I thought I was looking at the wrong word. Because, and this is the number one word for weight in the Old Testament. You look it up. Bind together, twisted. Bind together, twisted. Twisted. That is the number one word for wait in the Old Testament. It's used more than anything. it's It's the one in Isaiah 40, 31. Uh, we, you know, wait on the Lord and renew your strength. And, and bound up with wings as eagles and all of that. that. That's the word wait there. And almost all the great verses on waiting on the Lord, it is twisted and bound together. I have today a three-fold cord. This is one rope. It's one rope, but it has three ropes in it. So they're twisted together. They're bound so that they become one. Now, I believe that the three steps to know God's will is, number one is obedience. you got to be right with God if you're ever going to know God's will. Number two is willingness. you got to be willing to do God's will. You're never going to know God's will until you're willing to do God's will. And then the third step is desire. God puts a desire on your heart. But as long as I have lived, I have found. Yes, I gotta get right with God. Search me, O God, and try me. See if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the paths everlasting. God, is there anything in my life that would hinder me from finding out your will for my life? Then there's a willingness. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lead not unto thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, be willing, and he shall direct thy path. So God, I I believe I'm right and Lord, I believe I'm willing, but God, I don't have a desire. I don't know. I could go to this school. I could go to this. I could do this. I could do that. I I really don't have a clear desire. And I have found between obedience, willingness, and desire, there usually is a waiting period. There's a period that God doesn't clearly give that step of faith you're supposed to take, that desire. And I've often thought, why is that, Lord? I don't think that too much anymore because I know why it is now. It is during that time that as we wait on God between the willingness and the desire, God and you become one. There is a relationship. Listen to me, college students. God's will is not a vocation. God's will is not a location. God's will is a relationship. And when you understand that, this is all about, this isn't about what school, what person am I going to marry? What am I going to do? This, God's will is not about that. Oh, there will be a location, there will be a vocation, but that's not the key to God's will. The key to God's will is a relationship. So when you wait on the Lord, You and God become one. Your will is twisted around what God is trying to do and it becomes one in a relationship. The first pastorate that I took, I had the opportunity to go to two places. And it was a major decision. Both places were looking at me. Both places wanted me to come. And I had to make a decision. There was a guest pastor that came during that period of time, I'll never forget this. We went out to eat and, and he said, so Brother Shuttler, what's your plans? You gonna stay here and pastor here? Or you gonna go to that church in Virginia up in Herndon? What are you gonna do? And, and I told him, I said, well, I don't know. Every day, one day I think this, and one day I think this, and Mary Lee and I, we do this, and we do this. But well, at the end of the meal, we're driving back to the hotel I was gonna drop him off. And I'll never forget what he said. He said, you know, can I just share something with you, Brother Shatler?" I said, yeah. I said, I think you're, you're, you're looking too much at the location and the vocation. Can I give you a verse? I said, yeah. Let me give you Isaiah 26, 3. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on the church you're going to go to. Whose mind is stayed on the person you're going to marry whose mind is stayed on what you're going to do this summer. It's not what it says, is it? He will keep you in perfect peace whose mind who stayed on him. And he said, can I encourage you with something? Stop looking about where you're going and just focus on the Lord. That is some of the greatest advice I have ever gotten in my life because it was in the next month that me and God became one. I learned more about my God during that time than I had ever known God in my life. And we became one, and when we became one, there was a clear desire that God gave me. As we became one with each other, it really wasn't my desire. It was his desire that he put on my heart. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Oh, give me, give me, give me. My name is Jimmy. I can get whatever I want. That's not what it is. It's not your desire. You delight yourself in the Lord. You're right and you're willing. He puts on your heart the desire. But I got to tell you how you get that desire. You wait on the Lord. And as you wait, your will and God's will twist together and you become one brother shuttler why does god have us wait well one you appreciate whatever you've waited for more when you've waited number two you become one with christ that is why okay but now here it is get ready i only got two points but they're really good how do you wait okay so now i know why and that was really good brother shuttler that thing about coming one that is okay now i know why i wait but how do i do it and this is real, this is a pretty tricky outline. Are you ready? How do we wait? On him and with him. That's it. How do you wait on the Lord, brother Sittler? It says here, it says, wait on the Lord and be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. Okay, now I know how or why, but how do I do it? You do it two ways. You 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 wait on him, that's the trust, and you wait with him, that's the timing. Okay, so we got, on him, that's the trust part. That's the releasing, that's the surrender. God, I'm trusting on you. I'm not gonna trust in me. I'm not gonna try to make this happen. I'm not gonna connive it. I'm not gonna try to push this will. I'm not gonna, do, God, I'm, I'm, I'm trusting on you. That's the trust. On him, you wait on him, and you give it over to God, you let go, and you let God, okay? Then you trust with him. And this is without a doubt, this is kind of the one I've struggled with. And this is has to do with timing. Being with God in this waiting period is what it's all the reason we know now why. And you just stick with it day by day, moment by moment. You're trusting. you you How do you wait on Him? That's the trust. How do you wait with Him? That's the timing. So you're taking step by step with the Lord, and you're holding on. And since we're using a, a rope illustration, you have the hope. You have your hope rope, and you you take your hope rope and you hold on to it, and you say, "Dear God." I'm gonna, I'm gonna trust on you, and I really wanna trust with you. Uh, and, I, and I really wanna have the timing with you as we go through this. And God, I got 46 days. I, I, I just need to trust on you for these 46 days, and I need to, and I need to wait with you. Your timing, not mine. I, I, God, I, I'm telling you today in chapel, I am no longer pushing it. Lord, I don't know what I'm doing this summer. I don't know what I'm doing next year. I I don't know where this relationship is going. I don't know. But you know what, God? Today in chapel, I made a decision. I know why I need to do this because my relationship with you needs to become one. And I know how I'm going to do this. I am going to do it on you. I'm letting go of this right now. It's yours. And I do not know what's gonna happen, but it's not about a location and vocation anyhow. I am going to wait on you. I'm not gonna push whatever you're trying to do. You're trying to get me to become closer to you and I'm gonna trust you and I'm gonna wait with you. I'm gonna wait for your timing and I'm not gonna, con- there's steps I've gotta take and that's what I wanna to talk to you about. You don't let go of that. For 46 days, you hold on tight. For 46 days, you wait on him and with him. And you hold on. And God, I for 46 days, I am going to wait on you. And I'm going to wait with you. And I'm going to get twisted together with you. And I'm not going to let go. And I'm not going to give up. Because I believe I'm going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, and I'm not going to quit, and I'm not going to give up. And I close with this. When I was in high school, uh, I got saved when I was 12. My mom and dad got a divorce when I was 14. We, uh, Mother and I, my, my other siblings were already out of the house. They were a lot older. I was the baby of the family by a lot. I wasn't supposed to happen. And uh, so it was just kind of mom and I, when I'm 14, my, my two sisters were already out of the home. My brother was already out of the home. And mom wanted to move to northern Michigan, which I did too. It's just beautiful up in the, in the uh, northern part of Michigan. And um, so we went... And we, and, and we moved to Northern Michigan and we lived on a lake and it's called Lake Leelanau and it's just absolutely drop dead gorgeous. It's still the most beautiful place I've ever lived. Um, I went to high school on, in a canoe. I went to high school in a boat. I went to high school on ice skates. I went to high school on a snowmobile. I went to high school in a mo- on a motorcycle. Uh, cause when the lake froze, I mean, we, we tried different ways to go to school and, and the school was right on the lake on the North side. And so, uh, I just lived, I lived in this most beautiful area. And so let me tell you about my high school. It was a public high school, but it was a small rural high school. And, uh, if you wanted to be popular in our high school, it had nothing to do with academics. Let me just tell you that right now. Uh, if you wanted to be popular in my high school, it really had nothing to do with athletics. The, 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 the greatest athletes in our high school were not the most popular. And I'll tell you right now, it had nothing to do with dating pretty girls because we had none. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. There was no, there, there, these are, yeah, there, there, no, none. I'll tell you, if you wanted to be popular in my high school, you had to have a good hunting dog. And if you had a good hunting dog, you were really popular because uh, we, we, whether it was a rabbit or grouse or duck especially, you had to have a good hunting dog. Well, I just happened to have the greatest hunting dog in Leelanau County. It was an 80 pound black lab named Sam. And Sam was an amazing dog. I got Sam from uh, Rochester, Michigan from the leader dog for the blind. Apparently Sam had been beaten by its first owner and they could not work with Sam at the leader dog for the blind. They had given the dog to the leader dog for the blind in Rochester, Michigan, but they couldn't work with Sam. Well, um, I had a cousin who was a veterinarian and did all the dogs there at the leader dog for the blind. And she called me up and she said, Jim, all my relatives call me Jimmy, Jimmy, would would you like a black lab? And I go, yeah. And she said, I've got the lab for you. His name is Samson. And I'm telling you, this is a jewel of a dog, but we can't work with him because he's been beaten. And everything, but I'm telling you, this is a great dog. So mom said, go ahead, get him. So I got Sam. Sam was an incredible dog. Uh, Sam had talents that I've never seen in any other dog. Sam slept with me every night. And I, I just, I mean, and, and in the winter, that was really nice because I would move him around around two o'clock in the morning and go where he was sitting because it was real warm there, you know. And then we would, but I mean, Sam was my guy. I mean, he was my best friend. When I went to college, I didn't struggle with leaving. I didn't struggle, I love my mom, but I didn't struggle leaving my mom. My my mom's food, I struggled a little bit with that. My biggest thing about going to college was leaving my dog. I mean, man, I'm telling you, Sam was the guy, you know? And Sam had uh, some unique abilities. Sam um, would be able to uh, go underwater. Uh, And I've never seen this before. I remember I I would hit golf balls out into the lake. And, and, and the golf balls would, would go into the lake. And, and Sam would be just, you know, he, he's like, he's ready to go. He's ready to go. Because it was a Frisbee, a stick, or whatever. He was a retriever, you know. And, and, and I said, no, Sam, you can't do this. So one, one time I, I hit this thing. And it was kind of a short shot. I, I kind of shanked it. And it didn't go very far out in the water. And he, Sam's the, he's just like tense like this. And I said, okay, Sam, let's learn something here, okay? Sam! Whoop, that was it. He goes in the water. He leaps in the water. He starts paddling. He goes around in circles where the, where the golf ball went. I go, yeah, yeah, see? And he goes down. <laughs> Sam goes under the water. And I go, I'm not going to be the most popular person in school anymore. <laughs> My dog's going to drown. Sam goes under the water. It's about, I don't know, five, ten seconds. He pops back up. I Comes on in. He shakes, and he drops the golf ball. I said, "Ain't no way!" I just, "Go, Sam, retrieve." <laughs> he goes out there, swims around, goes down, picks it. I go, "Okay, this is the coolest thing in the world." I take them down to the public access where all these little kids are playing. And I I throw some Frisbee. Sam brings it back. You got a cool dog. I said, yeah, 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 yeah. Watch this. I throw the golf ball out there. And the dog goes out there, goes under. Those kids go like, you just lost your dog. I said, take it easy, man. The dog comes up, drops the golf ball. They're going like, wow, you got the coolest dog in the world. I mean, mean, Sam was amazing. He had that nice soft mouth and everything. But let me tell you, the greatest fun I had was Sam. So I played some athletics. I was never really good, but I played athletics. And, and we were on a half mile dirt road that no one ever wanted to drive down. So at the end of practice, I'd have guys drive me home, but they'd always leave me off at uh, the end of pop road. And then I had to walk home. Well, Sam picked up the times I would come back. And Sam would go over to the deck that we had around the house. And I had an old towel, man. It was it was got holes in it. It had blood in it from his gums, you know, and everything. And and Sam would know about the time I would come. And as soon as Sam saw me walking down the dirt road, Sam would go over and grab the towel, and, he'd... <laughs> and Sam would come out with the towel, in his mouth. and he'd come running, you know, to me, and I knew what that meant. And I'd grab one end of the towel, and Sam would grab the other, and the last hundred yards back to my house, we would go at it, we'd pull. I mean, we're talking about an 80-pound black lamb. And, man, we'd pull, and he'd go one way, one way. And he, that dog would not let go. That dog would not. And I remember there were times I would take him around to the deck, and I would be up on the top of the deck, and he'd be yelling, and I took him, and there were times I picked him up. He's hanging out. But he would not let go of that towel. And it didn't matter what I did. He held onto that towel. Every time, never a time this didn't happen. Every time I had to finally let go. And when I would let go, I went, ah. I could hardly open my fingers. And he would take that towel. Like he just beat mankind, you know? (laughs) He'd walk around he just you know like he did it again I said I love that I'm a freshman at college I'm in the top bunk and I'm looking out the window and guys I didn't want to wear ties I didn't want to get haircuts I just hated this place I just hated the rules I said "God, what am I doing here And I start thinking about back home. I go, man, we're coming into hunting season. We're this, we're that. My mom's cooking. And I got to tell you. I have an 18 year old guy and I'm crying in my top bunk. And I just am so homesick. And all I want to do is go home. And I start thinking about Sam. And as I start thinking about Sam, I'm picturing Sam. And I go, I'd give anything to just go with him right now. And I start thinking, hey, you know what, Jim? You got a dog that holds on to a towel better than you're holding on to the dreams that God has for you. And I just want to tell you something. I would have fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And you know what? I stayed. And guys, that has made all the difference. You know what I've learned in life? There's not, it's, not, it's not rocket science. You know what most of life is? Waiting on God and holding on, believing God. I believe there's coming a day that if I hold on and I wait, that I will be glad that I did. And college students, this world needs you so bad, but it doesn't need you right now. Right now, you need to wait on the Lord and you need to hold on. I would have fainted. Man, I tell you what, I'm just about ready to quit right now, Brother Shetler. I would have fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Hold on to your towel, man. God's got something special for you. And you're going to appreciate it more because you had to wait for it. And you and him are going to become one. Because you had to wait on him. Seek him right now. Don't worry about the location and the vocation. You hold on to the dreams and the plans and what God has for you and your relationship to him. And I will tell you, wait on the Lord, college student. Be of good courage. Wait, I say, on the Lord. There's coming a day you'll be glad you held on.